So I've been getting spam texts. Is that like a brand of tampon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are that's that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it can only go uphill from here. We are off to a uh, rousing start tonight. Oh. No, so I, I've been getting texts. So I, I registered uh, deadpallet.com and everything, uh-huh. and immediately just got hit with a wave of people trying to SEO optimize my website. And it's like, here's how to make $5,000 off your website and all this shit. Just a bunch of spam phone calls and spam texts. But I've been getting an interesting string of spam texts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That all have real fake names on them, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> Are these so, good enough to add to the roster? Yeah. So, so like Harry Winbottom, kind of th- those kinds of that that gag that I do. Yeah. It's literally that. It's like a robot trying to guess what a human's <laughs> a human American's name would be. So I've got I, I got one from Alina Watson. Not Watson, Watsan. With an A. With an A. And it's like, get online installment loans up to $5,000 go to blah, 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 a bunch of stuff like this. And then it says, reply block to stop this user. Oh, I wonder how many idiots have have fallen for that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Watsan, Uh, you don't have to put on that dress. We also have, I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Shaquilla Dent. <laughs> and and this one is baffling to me. Oh, James. Shit. James Smith. But Smith has two H's in it. <laughs> right next to each other. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your name, sir, for this pizza? Oh, it's a it's James Smith. Is okay. Um but but it has two H's. Okay. Sir, sir, where do I put the second H? Right next to the other one. The second H, if you will. I, uh, H. And and also one last one. Fantasia Gibson. Oh my god. That is that's I can't even laugh at that one. That one's actually beautiful. That sounds like something that some celebrity would name their uh their kid. Fantasia Fat- Oh boy. Can't speak today. Patasia Gibson Kardashian. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm not usually one to be like an anti-sports ball kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of a wrestling chat uh, chat room I'm in, people wouldn't shut up about football. Um, so, uh, where that ended up going is they were talking about a quarterback whose last name apparently is really Bortles. <laughs> B-O-R-T-L-E-S. Mm. Um, who's, that's apparently a real dude. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and I couldn't stop talking about like, oh man, I love the Bortles. I love their, uh, I love their hit, love their hit song, "Spin Around and Scream." <laughs> <laughs> and then I started making up sports teams and like athlete names. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I for one, I'm a fan of the Wisteria Pudding Snatchers and their quarterback. <laughs> 
and their quarterback, Rustin Finkelbreffen. <laughs> <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen how um, Overwatch League is expanding and everything, and now they're having... It, it's basically set up just like organized sports are physical sports. Right. Uh, and Dallas is... Uh, the Dallas fuel and their symbol is like a little fire thing. And it's like, man, that's, that is dangerously close to being the Arlen propane. <laughs> like, I would buy that jersey if it was Arlen propane. Oh my gosh. That's, as the man once said, give me fuel, give me fire, give me a dab of jab Give me one of jab uh, oh. Anyway, anyway, welcome to uh, 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 under name analysis, where the best real fake names are still delivered, piping hot every so often when we feel like it. Um, in this case, del- delivered by spam emails. You know, Thank you. I Rage <laughs> Clipper Bottom. <laughs> I just wanted to Rage say Bipper Bottom. You know how some people don't like the the na- the word moist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think I share a similar distaste for the phrase "piping hot." <laughs> piping hot. Um, I found out that apparently uh, Emily Schmemily of the Super Mario Brothers Minute has declared that she finds the word "lunch" kind of disgusting. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Not a fan of it, no. You two can you can go into your your anti lunch corner and talk about how much you hate the word lunch, but while eating lunch, but brunch not so bad. Yeah, well, uh, she said the same thing. I can tolerate brunch, but not lunch. So Uh, here's okay, okay. Let me let me just gross everyone out, and you're not human if you're not grossed out by me saying this. Lunch meats. Those words are grossed yeah, together. That it means Hold evokes on. like Monster, lunch that, meats. That everyone, me- wait. You know, what, you know what I think I'd really enjoy right now is a moist, piping hot lunch. juicy lunch, dude. Oh my god. Also, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it. cheese. When it, whenever anybody says lunch meat, I just picture picture like that gross Oscar Mayer bologna. You know, the mm-hmm. kind in the yellow packages. Just, yeah. Hey, we have an, a cool story to read tonight. Why don't we talk about something positive instead of this horrible nightmare we have dredged ourselves into, which is the horror. I just I just wanted to get one thing out of the way because this podcast isn't complete until I make a wrestling joke that no one will get. Okay. Ready. Uh, uh, there's a wrestler named uh, uh, Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. And, and for some reason... He, he's a football. He's a foot foot star. Yes, he is a foot star. Um, but uh, he, uh, the internet gave him a nickname uh, because he's good at talking. Uh, they call him Big Banter. But for some reason that no one can explain, that nickname evolved into Big Breakfast. <laughs> 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 and there's another wrestler called named Braun Strowman. Um, and I, I was a little high watching wrestling one night and my brain said, Hey, Hey, if Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman tagged together, 
they could be called Braunch. <laughs> Jeez. I, I remember there for a while, every time um, Baron Corbin would come out, the, 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 the announcers would be like, oh man, he has such a presence. He brings such a presence with him. And there for a while, my friend wouldn't stop calling him Santa Claus because he always brings the presence. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, uh, Baron Corbin's uh, from Kansas City. Um, and he... He's a, Kansas he on... buddy, he's a Kansas City foot star. Yes, Kansas City foot star. I used to play bass for Kansas City foot, the Kansas City foot stars. <laughs> um, but uh, he showed up at a local wrestling show while he was still on the NXT roster, and uh, I shook his hand. He's fucking huge. <laughs> um, but he's, did he, did he give like you any presents? <laughs> I felt his presence. <laughs> Who did you? <laughs> anyway... Anyway, tonight uh, tonight on a... By the way, happy winter solstice, everybody. Uh, by the time this airs, it'll be past the 21st. Uh, I will have eaten Captain Crunch French toast, uh, which is a family tradition on the 21st. And um, which, by the way, is phenomenal. Try it sometime. Just crunch up a bunch of Captain Crunch, put it on your French toast, or and bake it in there. It's, it's good. Hi. My tradition is eggnog French toast. That's also good. What about what about eggnog French toast? Don't, don't even go French? there. It's too much. Come on, it's a bit. That sounds amazing. Hey, can, let's let's talk about our friend, our 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 our, our poison giver this this uh, this episode, uh, Alex Hatsberger, aka Sci Guy Hats. Um, Alex has been following us for a bit and uh, wanted to share uh, his own concoction with us. Uh, Alex writes, my first original story is called Viewed Through the Keyhole. I started writing this after hearing an episode of UCA where Slime Beast was a guest and he was talking about keyhole fiction. And I was inspired to run with the idea in a literal sense. I hope that the story is at least enjoyable for others to read because I enjoyed writing it. Well, Alex, uh, we do not have Slime Beast here tonight because as per the undercooked analysis rules, if you were even partially involved in the story's creation somehow... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are banished from the land. Therefore, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a look at this. Uh, probably our first instance of keyhole fiction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, no, because we, we've already tackled keyhole fiction. That but is first time, First time we are reading Patron's Poison keyhole fiction. We're reading someone deliberately writing keyhole fiction with the, yeah. with the term keyhole fiction in the back of their head. So let's see what Alex has to give us. Uh, the story is titled on the page, The Keyhole, Light and Darkness. That is not the title you gave me in the post. Immediately banned from forever. Yep. I have thrown my laptop across the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was a, a surprisingly ninja-like laptop throw, Alan, because I heard nothing. I have filled my room with foam. <laughs> <laughs> and it's memory foam, too, so when it lands, it just sinks yeah. in. It doesn't even bounce off. Oh my god, you guys! These it was were, such these... a it was such a soft landing that like it's like renewed the warranty on my laptop somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Best Buy like looked up; they had a sense of something strange going on. They said, "Hmm, okay." They checked their records. Yep, I, I thought there was a disturbance in the force, but I guess uh, I guess it was just always here like this. Uh, guys, are we ready for these first three paragraphs? This is amazing. Darkness surrounds me as I wake. No parents. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
Darkness extends in all directions around me. My world is nothing but darkness. All that I see. I believe in the big brother. You walk away. <laughs> I gr- I grope around, kinky, trying to f- get my bearings as to what is going on or where I might be. Within a few feet, my hands hit wooden walls. There's not much room here for me to move around, probably three or four feet in one direction, about twice that in the other. There's There are things that I keep bumping into, soft fabric that moves and sways as I push on it. Clothes? Am I in the closet? I continue to search my surroundings with my hands. Do we have any proof that this isn't Sora? I mean, I've been having these dreams lately. Lately. <laughs> I was trying to remember the opening monologue, but I couldn't. I only remember that part of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then I remember the really cool, hip, awesome version of Simple and Clean that kicks in. God, that song's awesome. Yeah, no. It, it surely induces Kingdom Hearts appreciation. <laughs> I will tell you, when, I, when the first commercials were running for kingdom hearts there's this moment that always sticks out on my head you know how in that version of simple and clean there's a break mm-hmm. there's a moment where the beat breaks and you just hear and then it kicks right back into it yeah 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 that moment sonat is synonymous to me with maleficent slowly turning around and glaring at the camera <laughs> every yeah, time no, i hear same. that i see that moment yeah. clear as day in my mind it doesn't matter where i am there's maleficent <laughs> I find I can partially stand moving the coats or whatever off to the side but I'm bent over uncomfortably suddenly I hear someone scream through the door I open my mouth to cry out but I process her words hold me whatever lies beyond this morning um (laughs) <laughs> we should probably actually do some commentary on this story at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. It, that's the thing is we, we don't have enough information to go on just yet. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, it's certainly keyhole fiction. We're just dropped right in the middle of something. That's dark and clothy. Uh, no, please don't. She screams and I hear her footfalls rapidly come closer i hear a loud bang and a pinpoint of light pierces the darkness that has become my world i scramble over to the keyhole trying to see my surroundings so we're taking this keyhole thing quite literally Mm -hmm. i think that's uh you know that's not a bad way to start if you're just kind of going like hey if i'm inspired by the idea of peering at a world through a keyhole why not take the literal meaning of it to start with i mean alex has kind of seized on that before anyone else can while deliberately channeling the idea of keyhole fiction Mm -hmm. with keyhole fiction in their head you have the key here's the keyhole yo then on the other side of the keyhole he sees the kingdom of hearts you can only you can use your keyblade to lock the heart of this world away. Guys, Kingdom Hearts is really confusing lore. 
No, shut up. It all makes sense. <laughs> that might be a topic for an episode because uh, we were going to do sometime. You guys are going to explain wrestling storylines to me. And mm-hmm. in my mind, those are about as inscrutable as Kingdom Hearts. So maybe we Kingdom also Heart. need someone to explain the plot to Kingdom Hearts to all of us in great detail. Well, there's already that lecture online that's really good. Oh, yeah. The one with the uh, where it just uses all the character pictures. No, no. There's a, there's a lecture by uh, a guy named Best Guy Ever. I will have to look University. This. It's three hours long. It's incredible. It's this muscle bound dork just explaining Kingdom Hearts to you. It's awesome. I I'm kind of down for this. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, is it my paragraph next? Yes. All right. The woman is sprawled on the floor, struggling to find purchase in the gloom. Looking around, I see that the room contains nothing but horror. (laughs) Oh, my favorite horror films. There's so (laughs) many of them in this room. Oh, shit. And they're even organized by, like, author or by um, author. (laughs) Only high-class horror films in here. Yeah. Bodies stacked upon bodies. Too many to count. I know. I tried. (laughs) It's just like you look out. Ah, bodies! One, two, three, four, five. There's too many! (laughs) Someone let those bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. The corpses were dismembered, and many were stripped to the bone. I do know how many people have been left down here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, how many, peop- many people have been left down here to rot? Yeah. Should that be I don't know? Yeah, it should yes. be I don't know. I don't know how many people have been left down here to rot, but I can only imagine the depravity that led to this. I find no, that I try no, to speak. No, we got to read it as is. He, he knows exactly how many. <laughs> 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 he said there was too many to count. Well, true. J- just because we know the guy doesn't mean that we're we're going to uh, reinterpret his work for him. No, he no. knows how many people are down there. Right. But I can only imagine the depravity that led to this. I find that I try to speak, but my mouth is dry and my words have failed me. The woman is crying and screaming for help. I try to slam the door open, but I find that it is unyielding. The, uh, I can only imagine what kind of uh, depravity led to this. Only the kind of depravity that would lead people to spend years of their lives attempting to shave a single second off of a <laughs> single map in Goldeneye. Hey, speed runs. Oh, boy. A hideous moan echoes through the halls in the room when the light is cut off. A hulking brute stands in the door, nearly blocking all the light. It has to duck its bulbous. <laughs> it has to duck its bulbous head and pause as it pauses the door frame, finding its way through methodically. The woman stifles her sobs, but she slips and bones clatter around her as she tries to stand. The creature bellows and charges straight for her. A malformed hand with three fingers grabbed the woman by the shoulder and 
lifts her into the air. She kicks and screams, and the other hand drives hard into her chest, knocking the air from her lungs. The creature takes hold of her neck, and with a sickening twist, snaps her neck with minimal, minimal effort. What I fall twist? back against the clever. I fall back against the closet wall. Um, so up until this point, I think everything was left purposefully vague, but now we're actually getting real details in this paragraph, really. Mm-hmm. The yeah. story's starting to open up. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, we haven't had a whole lot of personality up to this point. It feels as though it's trying to build towards some sort of twist. And I think I will be let down if there's not some sort of twist or there, but, expansive but, opening up. But there's already been a twist. Uh, yeah. Uh, the creature moves, blocking my only light through the keyhole and knocking a few other bones around. I stop my breath. Without further noise, I can only assume that the creature figured that a skeleton collapsed. A grunt sounds in the room as the creature lumbers away. I move back to the keyhole and see it groping in the room for the door. The creature must be blind. Interesting. The silence um, was deafening. Okay. <coughs> I have to stop everything we're doing right now. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Mm. This this news just fell into my lap, and it is story interrupt worthy. Okay. Breaking news. So for promotion of his 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 album that came out today, or a few days ago, uh, Eminem did a pop up in Detroit. That sold mom's spaghetti. Mm. Whose mom's spaghetti? Apparently. <clears throat> His mom was there just <laughs> giving out spoon, <laughs> ladling out the spaghetti. In order to get it, do you have to have vomit on your sweater already? This is, um, hey, hey, anybody in Detroit, retroactively go back in time to the night we recorded this, and then tell us how it was. Yeah. Come on, come on, Detroit fans, I know you exist. Go get that mom's spaghetti. I need oh, to no. know. Oh, no, do they have the internet in Detroit? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean... I thought- I, like whenever I think of Detroit, I just think of uh, Mad Max. Like that's that's what I imagine Detroit is. <laughs> We're not Detroit. <laughs> no, I'll tell you more specifically what I think it is. I think of Resident Evil. No explanation. What what whichever. Resident Evil movie it is where they're in like Las Vegas or whatever. <laughs> I imagine there are just zombies everywhere. Dilapidated buildings. Anyway, that sorry, that's that that was my update. <clears throat> that was good. It was it was yeah. worth it. Whatever this creature is and wherever I am, I know that I must escape. 
I try to push on the door, but find that I can't get it to budge. It doesn't feel locked. It feels as if the door is barred. Perhaps there are bodies against it? I shift around, bracing my arms against the back wall and pushing with my feet against the door. Success! Let the bodies brace the door. Let the bodies brace the door. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) Rude, and also, okay. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Uh, I'm sick of all these goddamn bananas. Anyway. Coughing so hard. Um, you you don't hear it because I'm muting the mic, dear dear listeners, intrepid listeners and whatnot. But I am like <laughs> becoming dizzy from how hard I am coughing. Um, that's why we picked a shorter story. Yeah, we're almost halfway <laughs> through it. David and Alan were like, "Are you sure we want to record tonight?" And then I'm like, "I'm the I'm the boss that's chained to the bed, that's chained to the Asian hooker and the whitest kid you know sketch." I'm like, "I'm here. I brought my A game." And there's this Asian hooker that's, like, yelling in the background. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, whatever. Just an Asian hooker. I'm just going to die from influenza. It's no big deal. Uh, well, it's your paragraph next, boss. Ooh. Oh, the door budges. Is that how you spell budges? Yeah, that's yeah. how you spell it. You just reminded me, though, I once... Did was at an audition where the girl I was having to act with to do this part for the cold read could not pronounce the word budged. Every time <laughs> she read it, she read it as budged. And no matter how many times I pointed it out, I would be like, no, no, it, I'm trying to help you because you're trying to get this part. It's budged. Budged. And she's like, budged, budged. Okay. And we get to the part and she'd go, I haven't budged from this spot all day. And I'm like, that was the sound of me slapping my forehead. I didn't do that in reality, but I did that mentally. <laughs> I, I guess she wouldn't budge on how it's pronounced. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's a just a weird yeah. little anecdote from my time the, in the theater. The door budged only an inch <laughs> past the door frame, but it's enough to let some fresh air in. I almost immediately regretted it. As the putrid stench of rot comes into, how looking... is it both fresh air and rot? Just pointing that out. Anyway, these are valid questions. Mm-hmm. Looking through the extra space, I can see that this charnel house of decay is that car. That's not carnal, right? Char- no, charnel, charnel. charnel. You got it right. What's charnel? A charnel house is like where they. Like lots of bits of bodies and shit and mutilated corpses. Charnel is like that sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> don't what? you can look it up, but don't quote me on that because that's Charnel. the David definition. Charnel house, a building or vault in which corpses or bones are piled. Thank you, Alan. That is f- fucking metal. Yeah. I can see this charnel house of decay is even worse than I realized. I see stacks of several dozen rib cages all tangled together. A cleaver sticks out of one of the bones. What sort of creatures are these? Are we talking about creatures that naturally have um, naturally have cleavers sticking out of their bones? 
How what evolution favors up like this? <laughs> what evolution favors natural cleavers? Hmm. I try to look around and oh wait, yeah, that is the parrot. Yeah, yeah. I try to look around and get my bearings as to where I might be. The floor appears to be tan and white tiles, forming a sort of checkerboard pattern underneath the carcasses. The walls are wood paneling painted uh, almost eggshell in color, splattered with blood and viscera. The room reminds me of a basement playroom. Under normal circumstances, I wouldn't be surprised to see a pool table or beanbag chairs in place of the remains that littered the room. Looking at the hallway, I see that there is similar wood paneling in the hallway and the same tile floor. This room is terribly decorated. Like, someone well, really needs to repaint the walls, at least. Maybe that's yeah. what they're working on. We're all also obviously in hell because Viscera is there. I thought he was dead. <laughs> I get that joke. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't, but I'm going to laugh anyway. Big Daddy V. <laughs> oh, boy. You kids and your in-jokes. A shape covers the doorway. No, no, Dusty, that's La Parka. <laughs> I, would have, I would have been more snappy on the timing, but I was having a coughing fit. <laughs> oh, man. No, it was perfect. <laughs> no, it's, it worked out. So, sorry, Alan, go ahead. A shape covers the doorway as I see another lumbering brute walk past the doorway. No, it's Viscera again. <laughs> it drags. One of my favorite wrestling calls of all time was when Jim Ross, Viscera was punching someone and he referred to the ham-like hands of Viscera. <laughs> <laughs> the ham-like hands. But he also came up like with the quote that... Uh, uh, Tougher than a Waffle House steak. That's one of my favorites. Oh, that's good. It drags a lumpy hand on the wall, a ham-like hand on the wall, and bumps <laughs> the light bulb as it passes. It swats at the light bulb, knocking it back and forth as it moves, but I finally get a chance to see these creatures clearly. They have fat and flabby bodies, dragged on short, stumpy legs that don't appear to have knees. Their feet look to have three toes. Describing viscera. (laughs) (laughs) As their hands match in number of digits. Their face is one of nightmares. Flabby flesh folds cover... Flabby flesh folds... Flabby flesh folds. Flabby flesh folds. Flabby flesh folds. Uh, See? It's it's a tongue twister. It is a twang twister. Twang twister? It's a twang twister. Unique New York. Unique New York. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Flabby flesh folds cover where their eyes should be, and large folds of flesh form. (laughs) (laughs) Form ears far larger than any human. Large oval mouths that seem to writhe and remain open are filled with hook like teeth. Holy shit, it's viscera. I'm kind of digging this. This sounds like it should be a Halloween skin for Roadhog. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the new Roadhog skin, but it's pretty sick. It's my favorite the, one. The walrus part. one, yeah. yeah it's a walrus, it's so good. It's the best one since the the pig one. 
uh, speaking of uh, nautical theme things, it stumbled past my awful-filled room and seemed to pay me no heed. Uh, just for clarification, it is like awful, like fish awful, not like awful as in bad. Because people who are not reading the story would not know the difference unless I clarified. Uh, I collapsed back on the floor of my closet, exhausted by the effort of trying to get the door open just an inch. I'll close my eyes for a moment. I close my eyes and I can see the day we met. <clears throat> just one moment, then I knew... You're my best friend. I don't know how long I slept for, but I feel as though I barely regained any energy. I try to stretch and ready myself for another attempt to open the door. Perhaps if I get a few more inches, I can squeeze out and escape. Bracing myself again, I start to push when I hear heavy footfalls stop slapping in the corridor. I freeze and hold my breath. Something is dragging along with the footfalls. I slowly pull myself up and look through the keyhole again. The lumbering brute is dragging some corpses and throws them into the room. One slams into my closet door, closing it again. Well, that sucks. Try as I might. I can't make it budget. <laughs> uh, Alan, I think I understand why you didn't get that part. Yeah. Hmm. Also, you looked really different back then. Yeah, I really fudged up that audition. <laughs> David, David was trying to give you advice during it. He was trying to nudge you in the right direction. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it was really weird when you adopted not, that bird, and I'm I said, not. what is that? And you said, it's a budgied. It's it's okay. David, I don't hold a grudge against <laughs> I think I know what the tagline for this episode is now. <laughs> Try as I might, I might, I can't make it budge. There is simply too much weight against the door now. I bring my knees to my chest and find tears stream down my face. I don't know if I'll ever get out of here alive. Okay, so we got a paragraph left. I wonder if we're going to get some sort of twist. Days pass, or maybe hours. I cannot tell with having only a single light shining through my keyhole. My stomach is nodding itself up in hunger while I wait in this closet. I think back to the moment I first saw the brutes. They work quickly, faster than hunger or thirst will work. Stealing myself, I stand and face the door. I start knocking. Mm. 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 Knock, knock. It's Knuckles. Knock, knock. It's Knuckles. <laughs> um. So the th whole thing is he's going to start eating as well. Huh? Uh, no, he, he wants to die. He's like, well, if I'm stuck in this closet, I'd rather uh, knock on the door and let these guys, these blind monsters he, come he, and snap my he fucking would rather, neck. 
he would rather have these monsters kill him than uh, stay in that and and just like starve to death. Didn't they ignore him last time? He they didn't uh, they didn't notice him last time. He was just peeking through the crack in the door, and he was peeking through the keyhole the whole time. Mm. And then he tried to get the door open, and then one of them just threw a threw a corpse into the pile in front of his door, so it wedged the door shut again. So the end. So the end of the story is him basically basically just like, telling them that he's there. Right. That's that. Oh, that's. Oh, you know. Hold on. Let me check this. Oh, it's a text from him. Um, I, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Can you hear me knocking? <laughs> if the house is a rock is a rockin', don't bother knocking. Um. Okay. So, what do we think of this little piece of anecdotal? Just here's just a glimpse into a, a world with no real explanation. I feel that if you're going to make something like this, you have to really give us some unique images, and I don't think that we got that. Hmm. Um, the the whole thing that was really cool about what was it fractal? What well, I can't remember the name of that story, but the the story that uh, Slime Beast held up as an example of keyhole fiction. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, it had it had like so many weird things about like fucking TVs and like, it was it was really weird oh, and unique. That was the name. Fractalvor. That's right. Fractalvor. And this story seems like a more generic purgatory kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so removed from our our mind's version of like a reality that could be constructed for me to think that it constitutes not having an explanation because there very well could be an explanation to this whereas that fractal war story was so weird and off the wall that you couldn't explain that whole world you just had to be dropped into it right i mean um part of me does wonder like what sort of coining the term what Slimy would think of this. But... I don't think it's fully using the tools that Keyhole Fiction has at its disposal. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you look at Ashcan Horror, you kind of let uh, grammar fall by the wayside and spelling fall by the wayside in favor of realism. Right. And so that benefits someone like myself that can hide my flaws as a writer, but highlight my skills as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, keyhole fiction is something that is very much so in the David Lynch style of, I want to show you some weird images mm-hmm. and not explain them. If you're I- going to do that, then you have to, f- that you, you have to have some really weird images, some really unique stuff to bring to the table. And I don't think that this story quite did that. I think I I agree with you. I didn't I didn't find the story uninteresting. I just think you there is more that could be done, you know? I think that um to Alex's credit, I think the writing is is competent. I think um I think he could stand though to be uh budgeted in a different 
<laughs> a different direction just a little bit. But I mean, for a first pass on a on a story, I actually think it's okay. I, I would expect the creatures to be much more Lovecraftian. And when I say Lovecraftian, I don't mean like Cthulhu. I mean, I expect the monsters to be eldritch abominations that are completely unique to this writer. And that's a that's a challenging thing. Um, kind of, the, the way that they're described, I mean, if you think of these almost big, hulking, Frankenstein-esque figures, I, the mental image I had for them was not a bad one, but... Um, I mean, I see where you're you're coming from. It didn't bother me that much. The I mean, creatures. I mean, here's a picture of Viscera. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it now. Hi, Viscera. <laughs> <laughs> um. R.I.P. Big Daddy V. <laughs> aw. Well, even so, I I um. I don't know. It's all right. I think it's all right. Yeah. yeah. I it's I I do agree that <laughs> labeling the story keyhole when it, I don't think it quite gets to the point of being keyhole fiction. But if if I were to look at it past that, which is difficult because I mean we're set up for it, mm-hmm. it it's it's a it's it's a decent story. Yeah, it's, it's not you know it's melt not my really... a- it's not melt my ass amazing, but it's not really treading any new ground. But it's got some neat ideas that I think could be. I I, I kind of I, I I gotta say I actually do kind of like the ending. You know, the whole idea yeah. that, like, this unfortunate happenstance happened. It's just kind of this quiet surrender of just, like, so what happens if I do knock? Well, the best thing that could happen to me at this point is they're going to snap my neck. So there there you go, Brandon. There's your literal twist ending. What a twist. What, what a, a twist. I will... In freshness ratings, I will rate this a um, pile of rib cages with one uh, cleaver sticking out of them. I will give this a uh, a a uh, but budget out of a. Uh, uh, um, a nudged. <laughs> I will give this a viscera out of Lynch. Ah, oh, come on, Brandon! You don't have to be such a curmudgeon. <laughs> <God. laughs> oh boy! Hey, uh, this episode might be a little on the shorter side it dawns on me but um... yeah no it's it's all we have in the budget <laughs> <laughs> we really had to budget ted <laughs> oh fuck budget Whatever. we had to add this out uh, we're on the verge of wrapping it up anyway yeah so. yeah but i have a plug 
uh, some bullshit. There's okay. a video on YouTube that has 38 views. 38 views. Hours and hours and hours of work. 38 views. It is uh, a song. It is entitled Night Prowler, The Existential Crisis. It is an incredible three minute and 30 second song written by our friend Night Prowler. Uh, and it is a song that I did advisement on conceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend everyone go listen to that. Uh, just go to YouTube and type in Night Prowler, The Existential Crisis. That is Night Prowler, The Existential Crisis. Uh, I won't even describe what it sounds like, but the song is an experience, and about the halfway point on the song, you will understand what it is that I am getting at, and you'll be like, oh shit, things have changed. (laughs) The game has been changed. (laughs) Um, That is my advertisement. Please go bump up that number. I want to see that be 100 by the end of the day that this is uploaded on YouTube and wherever the fuck this is also uploaded. All right. I will be a part of that mission. In fact, I'll go listen to it ahead of time because I have the advantage of being in the present, which is and the then also, everyone else. And if you like it, then subscribe to Night Prowler and then buy his album. I think it's like two bucks or whatever. Like, it, it's well worth it. Night Prowler does good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, my plug is not really a plug, it's a recommendation. Uh, I don't know if any of you know this, but a bunch of the people who are really, really awesome on Crack.com got released by the company. Um, so I'm going to highly recommend a book, uh, called How to Fight Presidents by Dan O'Brien, uh, a former member of the Crack staff. Um, who wrote a book uh, in which each chapter is a uh, summary of how crazy and violent all of our ex-presidents were and your chances of beating them in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not know it's this existed. And now fucking I hilarious. And now I want it. And uh, if you want to go to the archives of the Cracked Podcast, he did an episode about uh, LBJ. Um, That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Fantastic. Um, Alan, based on what you've read, uh, does it compare, like, who would win in a fight between two presidents? Like, if you stack them up. Like Um, Like, if I ever wanted to see, like, Woodrow Wilson versus Millard Fillmore. Uh, I think you get a good enough idea James of their ability. Of, Tedesco. I think you get a good enough idea uh, of their no. ability as fighters from the chapters that you'd be able to make the match up yourself in your head. Perfect. See, that's the thing is Lincoln is just an all-rounder. He seems undefeatable because he just has everything. Is Lincoln is Lincoln the Mario of this game? No, Lincoln is the John Cena of 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 presidents. <laughs> the one the one thing the one my favorite bit in all of this 
uh, is uh, Andrew Jackson is the craziest man on the planet who has <laughs> ever craziest man who's ever lived on the planet because his bones are still here and he's still got that much crazy left in him. <laughs> um, just give you a quick excerpt. Um, he loved dueling. One duel in particular stands out amongst all the rest. In 1806, Andrew Jackson engaged Charles Dickinson in a duel over gambling debts. Oh. Though, Dickinson, though Dickinson was widely known as a good shot, Jackson allowed him to fire first. Oh. It would be irresponsible of me not to repeat that. In a duel with pistols, <laughs> Jackson politely volunteered to be shot first. <laughs> Dickinson fired, nailed Jackson almost in the heart, and started to reload. Before he could finish, Jackson shot him dead. <laughs> the, man, <laughs> the man played punch for punch with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> That's hella impressive. Hey, also, so that's that's something you could put in, in someone's stocking this Christmas, and I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Also, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Um, stay tuned, because the and, next time you um, hear us, it'll be Boxing Day. Yeah, and if you really want to have a special Christmas, you're going to have to go over and subscribe to our friends over as... Santa Box. Santa Box <laughs> no. nice presents right under your tree. <laughs> you know You know where I thought you were going with that that we have not brought up at all? What? What? Hey, we have shirts now, everybody. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go buy our shirts. We act shirts. Uh, they're great for the holidays. Uh our good friend Lavecki is the uh is the conspirator behind these designs. You might if you saw any of the footage from when we went to Midsummer Scream, we were wearing the prototypes for the uh, UCA shirts. Uh, those exist. There will be more in the future. They are uh, they are official. Uh, Midnight Marinara slash Undercooked Analysis approved. So they have mm-hmm. the they have the Uka Hat Crew seal of approval. Um, uh, look out soon for uh, a new uh, uh, updated rather uh, undercooked analysis logo. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna spi- we're gonna touch things up a little bit to better reflect yep. where the the show currently is. And we're gonna throw that shit on a shirt too. It's gonna look fucking f- fucking buy it. It's gonna look great. <laughs> show your support. And then, we, and then we have one that's in work, but I don't think we're revealing <laughs> that one yet. All Not, I'll say, but I think- all I'll say is it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of that bit from Mega 64 with Marcus. You know, hey, you butt sniffers, buy my shirt. <laughs> anyway, that's probably a good place to call this episode. I'd say so. Uh, be excellent to each other and uh, party on, dudes. Good fucking night. 69, dude. <laughs> totally. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it 
at bendunetwork.com. <laughs>